0: Hello and welcome to the new Digital Age PMU podcast. My name is Justin Pierce, and I'm the editor. These podcasts are a series of short interviews with some of the amazing women that have taken part in the Practice that Makes One Perfect programme. A course developed in association with Amy Keene that helps women find and finesse their public voices. So Sophie, hi and welcome to the NDA PMU podcast.
1: Hi, nice to meet you.
0: <laughs> so before we kick off, let's hear a bit about you. Who are you? Where do you work? What do you do there? What did you do before?
1: So I'm Sophie. Um, I'm a creative strategist. I work at Teed, specifically Teed Studios. So I work with our advertisers to help them get the maximum impact um, in the environment that we're delivering in. Um, and I love it. It's great.
0: Excellent. Great start. OK, so the title of your podcast, the one you want to have, is uh, speaking your truth in the workplace, how communication is the key to a healthy and productive interactions, which sounds a fantastic title to talk about. So first of all, why that title? Why this
1: subject? Um, so this is a really important subject because I've been thinking a lot recently about my, you know, my career and why certain things have been the way they are. Um, my role in it, um, when it's been positive, when it's been negative, and and I realised that, you know, culture is something, I think in the last year especially, culture is something that's been kind of at the forefront of our minds as we're adapting to new working conditions, and there's obviously a huge amount of pressure and stress, but we've always had a huge amount of pressure and stress in our jobs, and I've been kind of exploring really like why is it that even though the pressure remains consistently high, sometimes it's a joy and sometimes it just destroys you. And um, so, yeah, my, my topic is to kind of explore the role of how we voice ourselves, how we express our, you know, ourselves in difficult conversations as well as the positive ones and how we can navigate all of that through the choice of language that we have and the mindset but also what we're responding to in the environments that we're in so long-winded answer I think there but um yeah that's why
0: (laughs) okay that makes a lot of sense especially I love the way you say that it's not stress at the moment but there's always a lot of stress it's totally true I think we've not forgotten that this is just you know the work environment is a joy, but also it's so, so stressful. So yes, the it pandemic made it worse, but it just compounded something that was already there. So let's talk about, what this, take it down to brass tacks, what does this really mean? What does this mean for you? What does it mean for anyone in, in the workplace? You know, on a day-to-day level, how does this play out?
1: So I'm thinking about, um, you know, those difficult conversations. So when we're approaching... You know a situation where we feel we're burning out or we feel something's unjust in the workplace so you're not getting the right opportunities or you're not being recognized and rewarded for the work that you're doing appropriately, your progression feels stunted. Those types of things um, that, that we all have to navigate at times in our careers. And when we don't do it effectively, when we don't communicate our feelings around that effectively, we can become very bitter and we can become quite negative and it festers. And that actually impacts everybody around you, their experience of working with you. And ultimately it starts to kind of filter into the culture. So it starts to breed this sort of negativity. Um, and I just, I just feel that if we all were better at having those conversations, so if we could say, hey, I need a pay rise for X, Y, Z, like having those difficult conversations in ways that we're not attacking, in ways that we're not coming from a place of like anger and bitterness, we probably would see that we'd get more of what we want and we'd be relieved and have that weight taken off us. So you can start to have that space within you to have more positive interactions at work. So, Um. That's why it matters, I think, yeah.
0: I can see that completely. So how does, how does this happen better? Obviously, you know, it's something that you think you feel passionate about. How do you make it work for yourself? Or how do you see colleagues making it work? Or just generally, what's your advice on how this can really happen? And what, especially importantly, should the company be doing itself to enable this?
1: So... Every company has a, an emotional culture, and whether that's intended or, um, mis- you know, just happens by you know organically, um, you can be in a culture that is you know uh, entrepreneurial or fun, or you can be one that's just really stressful and negative and a culture of fear. And when you're in you know in those types of environments. It's, it's something that the, the company has got to take responsibility for setting a culture, for monitoring it and for nurturing it. So ensuring that their values are in place and it's clear. And that's not just down to free avocados on a Friday and beanbags everywhere. Like that's about, you know, really making sure that you're empowering the people in your company to, to live those values. And that comes down to a responsibility that we all have to maintain that. So having honest conversations with managers, which is really, really difficult thing to do. And I'm not a manager and uh, I'm glad (laughs) because there's a lot of responsibility on people who have, you know, a team of people that they have to enable to do their jobs effectively and with pleasure. And I think that a lot of managers um, are not supported enough to know how to do that in an effective way. So how to have a conversation that unearths the real truths, but also most of us have not got the skills, the communication skills naturally to be able to express ourselves, especially the bad parts that we wanna hide, especially the parts that are like, I'm stressed, I'm overworked, I'm angry for being underpaid, I'm, you know, X, Y, Z. And the only way that we know how to express those things usually is to blame somebody or attack or judge. And when you do any of those three things, all you're going to get back is a wall of defense. So what we could be doing in terms of in the company is first of all, setting and maintaining the culture and then giving the skills and the, and the prompts so that in one-to-ones, when you're talking to a manager, you have the vocabulary to express yourself and you know that you're in a safe and trusted environment, but also to managers to understand that not everybody is the same and you have to treat people differently. And it's really difficult because, you know, you kind of then start to tread into the territory of, well, you know, you're a manager, but are you also a therapist? Of course, yeah, of course. <laughs> of course you're not. But at the same time, you do need to have a certain level of people skills to understand that everybody's different and you're gonna have to ask questions to really get to the truth of it and build that trust with people so that they can feel able to, to express themselves truly.
0: What do you think's happened over the last year? Obviously, the pandemic colours everything, but also the pandemic has changed the world. We know it's changed working culture working life and indeed most companies will be treating their employees different after pandemics finally finished. which please go on to say any second now so all the everything you're talking about how, how does how does this how does the working culture the new working culture ushered in by the pandemic how how does that affect it and make it harder or, or potentially easier
1: i really you know, obviously it depends very much on each individual scenario um and the different pressures that you're under whether it be Um, you know that the company's struggling or thriving We've we've all kind of reacted in different ways to this one of the biggest challenges will be about that kind of getting back to work I think there's something that is deeply emotional about that for people and it varies depending on your personality type and your setup and how you fared throughout all of this last year so you know people who've kind of adapted and their family rhythm now relies on a more flexibility it's going to be difficult to to kind of navigate that if your business is saying we need you back in in this rigid way or you know otherwise you know people who are in situations where they're working from home and they're desperate to get back to the office because they miss their social life there the support of their teams around them the inspiration that comes with being in a, you know buzzing environment um, or for whatever reason their home environment isn't a nice place to be a safe place to be so there's lots of different things that we'll, be, we'll have to navigate and that's going to be so important that the relationship between the business and the managers and their teams is a really strong one that is understanding and able to accommodate all of those different Emotional responses and needs um, as we return back to work. I think that's probably the biggest challenge we have.
0: Thank you. And then the other sort of sub discussion you wanted to have was on the question, which I found pretty fascinating: is it appropriate to bring your whole your whole self to work? And I guess my initial reaction to that is kind of yes, you have to you have to, but you must have a, a different view on that, maybe.
1: Um. So yeah I guess I think it is appropriate to be able to be your full authentic self because especially in what we do in advertising you know we are a sociable industry and um, and to get the best out of our, our relationships and our work it's you know be yourself don't dilute yourself don't edit yourself but what I do think that we need to be is refined and professional. And that's what I mean when I'm talking about those difficult conversations and the vocabulary. Because we are emotional beasts and we love what we do most of the time. It's, you know, we're in advertising because we are, you know, passionate about you know, the creative and all the work that we're doing. And when we're passionate, our emotions are amplified. And we have a huge amount of pressure to deal with. So when things are unjust or difficult, you know anger, of course, will, will will kind of bubble up and frustration. It's our job and our responsibility not to allow that to overspill and to affect the relationships around us and the people around us. It's our job to edit that and to refine that and how we express it. It's important to express even the biggest, most negative emotions but not in ways that will intimidate or damage the, the, the culture. Yeah. So I do think we should bring our whole selves to work, but I think we all need to be better at reflecting on what is this feeling I have? Where is it coming from? And how can I express it in a way that will be productive and resolve this conflict in a way that leaves all of us you know, feeling good?
0: Well, Sophie, that's a great way to end. All is feeling good. And that's something sure we sure feel. So thank you so much. That, that was a great, I think that's something that will resonate with almost everyone listening. So thank you so much today. It was great to talk to you. Lisa, thank you
1: for having me.
0: And thank you for listening. Goodbye.